0: Welcome to Beyond Technology, the experience podcast by Acrolec, where we chat about how we're transforming everyday lives with the help of technology. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Technology, the experience podcast by Acrolec. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the podcast. As you're listening along, make sure that you're going to our website, Acrolec.com. Again, Acrolec.com for more information on our solutions and services. And of course, more episodes of the podcast and other Acrolec content, including blogs, videos, and more. Make sure you're also subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You'll get a full catalog of the previous episodes we've had on Beyond Technology, as well as notifications when we drop new ones. So on today's episode of Beyond Technology, we're getting deep into BOPUS, or buy online, pick up in-store offers, which especially under COVID have become a mainstay for retailers big and small. And if you're a retailer who's still not running click and collect offers at this point, you've most likely been left behind as customers turn to retailers with the most convenience possible, even outside of a COVID context. So since we're getting to the point where BOPUS is no longer a differentiator, but a necessity We're wanting to ask, how do you make your click and collect services stand out for their efficiency and experience when every player in the game is launching their own version of the service? So for insights, we're sitting down with Craig Bloomfield. He's Global Development Director of Pickup Solutions for Acrolec. Craig, welcome. Great to have you on. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Daniel. I'm good. Thanks. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, pleasure getting to chat today. Looking forward to sourcing your insights on this timely topic. And like we mentioned up top, one that isn't particularly new. It's just one that is being further refined and further forcing retailers to think strategically and not so operationally about integrating BOPIS, but about elevating BOPIS and just click and collect in general. So just to start, like I mentioned, at this point, I feel like we're past conversations around just getting into click and collect in the first place. So, for anyone that's still not capitalizing on click and connect offers, do you have anything to say to them? Any advice?
1: So, I guess, uh, yeah, the first thing would be where have you been hiding for the last decade? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, as, as you rightly said, Daniel, it's it's more about how you offer click and collect rather than should you offer click and collect. Um, it's it's become a, a huge part of everyday. Consumer lifestyles and people just crave the convenience that uh, collecting from a store brings. So it's now more about how easy you make it for customers and how simple it is for them to use. But also, I guess that that having a home delivery it doesn't always work for everyone, and that's always been the case. You know, spending uh, twenty dollars on an item in a store and then paying five dollars for it to be delivered. It's not always great economics. So there's a there's a big case for uh, pickup at and store and, and that's just one of them.
0: A big reason why we're having this conversation today is because of the COVID context, which has really just accelerated a lot of the trends that we're going to be unpacking. So in general, I feel like COVID has reshaped the need for click and collect availability as shoppers move away from visiting in-store or look to at least minimize their in-store interaction. So can you give us some more specific context for how COVID has intersected with click and collect offers and um, how? that has domino-affected into strategy behind running these offers?
1: Obviously, we're in uh, uh, strange times and uh, challenging times for everybody, and uh, retail has not been able to, to to escape this. And I guess for some, COVID has been a, a, a most, in fact, it's been a curse, but for some, it's been uh, an opportunity for them to shine. Um, the the essential retailers, you know, the stores that day in, day out provide us with our with our food and our essentials, you know, have really had to up their game during, uh, during this, uh, COVID pandemic. And what we've really seen is the, I guess the the growth in online demand has just manifested itself in, in just huge proportions. The, 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 the adoption has, has gone through the roof. Some retailers have been reporting hitting their five year growth plans for online ordering in, in a matter of weeks. So clearly this is uh, has been a challenge for them. So I, I guess, um, what's going to come out of all this and and we hope this this pandemic is in our in our rearview mirror very soon what we'll have done though is create um a, a new quantity of digital customers people who perhaps didn't know about online ordering and collecting a store or really didn't see the convenience or hadn't had the chance to utilize it we've created a lot of new customers so when this pandemic's over you know a lot of these are going to go back to shopping in store again but Many, many of them are going to be bitten by the bug and want to carry on, you know, shopping online and and, and being able to collect from a store. So I think the challenge then and now is how are retailers going to serve these customers? How are they going to deal with these volumes? And what will the customer service look like?
0: Yeah, I mean, with COVID, I feel like most retailers have been forced to try to stand out with uh, these sort of intersecting offers that bring brick and mortar services as an extension of e-commerce services. So that could be anything as basic as curbside as familiar as delivery uh or you know a little more complex like running a full click and collect operation how are you seeing retailers try to enhance these experiences for their customers
1: um yeah it's a good point i think um most retailers have looked at i guess the safety aspect first as being their top priority and and they're absolutely right to do so the uh the safety of, um, I guess, colleagues and customers is absolutely critical. You know, you can't, you can't put either of those at risk just to serve some items from a store. So I guess facilitating that contactless journey has been a big part, and uh, and, and we in particular we had to pivot our systems and say, okay, how do we now facilitate that customer journey so it is completely contactless? You know, this is what uh, the consumer is asking us for. So being able to as you mentioned you know arrive at curbside or in the parking lot uh, or even in store and not have to touch a device maybe use your mobile phone maybe utilize other technology to to check in for that service has really been where the focus uh, has, has stood out and i guess being able to pull into a parking lot tell the store you're there who you are what your order is and the next thing you know the associate appears and puts it into the trunk of your car without having to touch anything i guess has been the most successful element that's come out of uh, of covid and will be something that will probably stay with us
0: Since we're really talking about making Bopus a differentiator, what is the consequence of a poor click and collect experience, especially in this frail retail landscape? And do you have any um, specific examples of this, you know, uh, affecting a company if it doesn't roll out effectively?
1: It's a huge area of of, uh, concern for retailers and something that perhaps they've not always given uh, potentially the right amount of uh, of, uh, of time and effort to to protecting but i guess you know a poor experience is equally as important if not more so than a good experience um customers have so much choice of who they shop with how they shop where they shop that if retailers are not living up to this high standard of expectations that uh, consumers set nowadays then uh, you know Consumers really can just vote with their feet and choose to go somewhere else. So I guess to bring this down to a scenario that the retailer might uh, might experience, if you are providing a an in-store collection service, uh, perhaps more traditionally placed for for non-food and drink um, type orders. Uh, so you're collecting an item of clothing, for example, and you have to you know go into store and and wait and queue up. Uh, and really have your time wasted uh, in, in, in getting your order fulfilled. Whilst you're in the store, you're not interested in, in making an additional purchase. You have what we often refer to as collection blinkers on. So you're, you're single-mindedly looking to just fulfill that collection. That's your objective of going into the store. And um, there are huge amounts of opportunities for retailers to to make this process work and really benefit from that customer visit, and depending on which uh, which report you uh, you subscribe to, it's normally around fifty to eighty percent of customers who go into store to collect go on to make an additional purchase. So this halo effect is obviously hugely beneficial or can be for retailers, but it's all about the time. If uh, we all we're all very time poor, and if. Uh, uh, you spend all of the time ju- for your collection visit in just queuing and waiting and processing that collection, then by the time you've got your order in your yeah. hand, you know, your, your clock has gone. You, you need to leave the store. You need to carry on with your busy day. But if you can uh, give the customer a fast, efficient uh, and pain-free experience, then they will reward retailers by then using that time they've saved to buy and browse more in store. So it really is a a quid pro quo between the retailer and the consumer and and something that the retailers can quickly get a benefit from if they reward the customer with that service.
0: Before we get into some very specific advice for uh, how to run these operations in a COVID landscape, uh, I want to take a step back for a second and pull from some of your career experience. You have around 10 years of experience in this space, defining order collection products and designing software products to optimize the retail store process. In those 10 years, how have you seen click and collect offers evolve and which innovations in your opinion have brought the most success to retailers and why?
1: Yeah. I see reminded me 10 years is a long time <laughs> and uh, and the landscape has definitely changed over that uh, that time um i guess when when bop is clicking collect first came on the scene just I, I guess the the facility to not have to go into a store and shop uh, for some people was a revelation you know it was a real a, a real godsend they may not be the biggest fan of shopping or might find it quite stressful um and i guess there was a particular uh, audience as well that had different benefits so if you've got a car you're, you're uh, a parent with a car full of kids you know w- would you prefer to pull into a parking space and have it loaded into your trunk or drag those kids around the store and uh, and go with all the uh, all the terrible experience that normally uh, that comes out of that kind of scenario so I guess that's where we started from and just just small amounts of convenience were you know, were life changing for, for for customers and it really changed the experience. But I guess that bar was was set fairly low and, and, and since then the I guess the introduction of technology to enhance both the customer journey and the staff productivity have really been where we've seen the the, the most changes. I guess giving um, mobile technology to associates in stores has really has really been a game changer because what it did was it it released them from the, the dreaded desk and being trapped behind a service desk, and customers having to queue at a service desk. And it really changed that whole way in which customers had to interact with, with store staff. So, I guess um, the mobile in both the customer and the colleague's hand has been the biggest uh, jump forward in, in technology and how it's been utilized uh, in, in Click and Collect. So, it's just meant that colleagues are now much more informed, much more aware of what's going on. And they have in their hand the information they need to perform their job better, to give better service. So I guess that's been the biggest leap forward in terms of uh, innovation within the uh, the Click & Collect arena.
0: Part of what I think really helps Click & Collect offers excel is that they're rooted in a bit of a broader shift that we've been talking about for a while now in the retail space. And that would just be the shift towards making the brick and mortar retail experience truly an experience led experience. And that I think puts an emphasis on how much e-commerce and general online retail has reshaped the convenience of retail for the consumer and uh, changed the role of what a brick and mortar retail shopping experience really should be. So with all of that in mind, how do you see click and collect intersecting with this experience-led, cutting-edge brick and mortar experience for the consumer? And how can a more Experience-led, BOPUS offer impacts uh, just the general bottom line of the store.
1: So I think the the way in which consumers are going to shop is is, is always evolving, and there's always a place for the the, the brick and mortar store. And uh, we're even seeing now traditional pure play e-tailers starting to actually build physical stores because they've they've understood the importance of have having that physical element and that that store to go and visit is an important part of that relationship with the customer. And and you mentioned about the experience based retailing and being able to really give the customer something that stands out in terms of a service. And and we see that exactly the same for the future of, uh, of clicking collect as well. You know, there's, there's always gonna be a time where you want to collect something quickly and efficiently because you just wanna get on with your day. And, you know, driving into a parking lot and having that done with automation technology He's going to be there to serve those sorts of customers but there's also other reasons why people use click and collect as well it's it's very often that uh, customers just want to secure that must-have purchase you know why would you risk going to queue up for the latest piece of tech or the latest game release only to get to store to find that is sold out you know so customers use uh, click and collect to to secure that must-have item so being able to go to the store, collect that latest video game. And then when you're in the physical environment, benefit from the other um, services that the, the store has to offer and, and look at that experience based retailing. So we see the two running very much hand in hand and um, customer convenience is always going to be at the forefront of, of what retailers strive to, uh, to achieve. Um, and we want to help them on that journey.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about how a cutting-edge, click-and-collect offer system can impact day-to-day operations for a brick-and-mortar retailer. Let's start with the associates and their day-to-day work lives. What sort of support are they needing in store to offer some sort of differentiating BOPIS solution?
1: It's a it's a really important uh, question and a really important part of the of, of the process and, and the way in which um, the stores run their uh, their collection operations. I guess like like any of us uh, who are at work, um, store associates want to want to feel like they are engaged and they are informed and that they're they're spending their time uh, in the most productive way. And I guess too often. They're not giving the tools to do that, so they are often left bouncing backwards and forwards between the, a desk and a, and a storage area to go and retrieve customers' orders. And they, I guess, can kind of feel all too often like um, like robots just going back and forth, being used as a as in store, I guess, runners. And and this is something that. We've seen, uh, in terms of their satisfaction with their work, um, becoming more and more uh, frequent. And that when we've implemented solutions and looked at, giving them tools to make them more productive, they found the best way to work. And uh, most of our uh, learning about how to optimize in-store processes and how to get the associate on side has, has been based on, on real-life installations and real customers and real feedback. So giving them the tools to be more productive, allowing them to... Uh, i guess be helped when they need to be um, and one of the, the big areas we've focused on is is colleague productivity and how they deal with those spikes in in demand in store uh, and being able to call help to help them deal with those customers giving them those tools and giving them that power to be self-sufficient and uh, and offer a better service really does show in how they talk to and deal with customers. So those customer service scores are improved. So I guess it's a, it's a virtuous circle, That uh, if you help the associates, the associates will help your customers.
0: Now, what about on the customer side of things? For retailers who are running a click and collect service, often those customers are not also the customers that are just continuing to go into the store and shop as if nothing has changed or just have not taken advantage of the service and their needs are very different. So, for those customers, how do they fit into a retailer's broader brick-and-mortar strategy as to not leave either behind?
1: Yeah, again, another important element in in looking at the, the journey and the process and the operation within the store. We're obviously mindful of the fact that not everyone is in store to collect. People are shopping in, in the traditional way, but what can often happen is that uh, with a uh, a store that offers no technology or no dedicated engagement path for those collection customers is that they tend to get forced into silos or areas within the store that other customers are already operating in. So it might be the the queue at the payment tills or it might be the customer service desk. And all of a sudden you have... Uh, 5, 10, 15 customers all all, uh, in these areas basically getting in the way of other shoppers trying to go around their normal shopping journey. So you end up with big queues, you end up with slower service, you end up with very often frustrated shoppers looking at the queue in front of them and how slow it's moving and realizing that these customers are actually just here to collect and being so frustrated that they abandon the the, the queue process completely and they, have, they actually leave. There are stats around you know, customers will wait up to six minutes, and after that, they really do perceive it as being too long. So, having uh, an impact on non-clicking click customers in store is is a big area that we we try to ask retailers to, to focus on. Uh, customers tend to come to the store in what are often these waves of convenience. So, you know, after work, on uh, lunchtime. Before work, sometimes as well. So, these big spikes can often leave stores really held to ransom by uh, click and collect visitors if they're not being dealt with in the right way. So, uh, it's an important part of offering uh, a service and making sure that you don't impact negatively on traditional store shoppers as well.
0: What advice do you have for how the retailer can manage both of these services in-store, but in a way that still feels differentiated, cutting edge, and you know, speaking to the broader conversation we're having here of click and collect being a, a way to stand out in this landscape?
1: I think it's about understanding what these um, click and collect shoppers want. And also, as we just mentioned about what other customers need to do in the store. And I think you know, removing people from counters and queues and and giving them a reward. I mean, we often forget and have to remind retailers that, you know, customers have often bought and paid for these items. So, you know, you you should reward them for that you know they've come to your store they've paid you their hard earned dollars they're coming to collect their order but they often find themselves in a in a physical environment that was nowhere near as rewarding as their their online journey and uh, all too often um, you know all the money has been spent on the e-commerce platform very slick very uh, very well put together huge emphasis on on the e-commerce digital journey and single views of stock mean that you know the online service is great but the arrival in the store is often that digital versus uh, physical element and, and this is where we we like to use uh, the application of technology in the right place so as i mentioned earlier give give the staff the right tools to better serve these customers um so we we do things like avoiding the use of desks we give collection customers their own dedicated channel to actually arrive in store and and give the store associates the information they need. And that means that we are able to kind of just keep those customers out of the way of, of, of regular in-store shoppers, so we're not negatively impacting on their experience. And by offering them their own um, pickup uh, service, they get served quicker, they get served easier, they take those collection blinkers off that we talked about earlier on, and they can really uh, then start to give that customer a reward for their business. So it's fast, it's efficient, and if it's that, then there's no reason why the, uh, the customer wouldn't want to shop with them again.
0: All right, Craig, I feel like we've got a solid understanding of the framing for this situation, the context for why click and collect offers are needing to adapt and also stay cutting edge in this frail retail landscape. Now I want to bring Acrolec more specifically into the conversation. Can you give us some context on how Acrolec fits into this BOPIS dynamic and how your solutions are looking to address any of these specific needs for delivering a cutting-edge click-and-collect offer?
1: We've, um, we've been doing um, collection systems for over a decade now. And uh, for those regular listeners to the podcast, you'll know that you know, our business was founded originally within the QSR marketplace and our experience of dealing with large volumes of customers, both in-store for ordering and, and collection, and also via the drive-through was really what led us into uh, the development of these tools uh, within the BOPIS and Click and & Collect uh, arena. Our focus is, is much the same as it is within our, our other uh, business streams in that we focus on, on the, the consumer, their journey, the process, uh, the automation of their, their store visit, and also the speed of service. These things are, are important to, to customers everywhere. And we always feel that if you get these aspects right, the customer experience, the customer scores will improve straight away. And being able to offer that defined process, that uh, frictionless journey, the simplicity of of the process, really makes the the colleague and the customer side come together. And and this is where we feel retailers can can make the easiest wins. And this is where we tend to focus the application of our technology.
0: Can you give us some specific examples for how innovative technology solutions are? Delivering a cutting-edge click and collect service.
1: So we've we've worked hard over the last decade plus on, on our technology, and uh, one of the, I guess the the, the key elements of our uh, our pickup offering is in the in the drive through. So being able to collect a grocery order from a busy supermarket week in week out is something that customers really really want to do and something that retailers have asked us to help them provide. So we've spent a lot of time, uh, and, and and development in looking into how we can how we can make this process as as quick simple and efficient as possible so we've developed technology that automates that process so a customer can arrive pull into a parking bay and uh, based on their the apps on their phone or the advanced notification they've given to the store we can actually see who they are where they are what their order is and give all those really key pieces of information to the store so they can fulfill their order as quickly as possible. So for us, our focus has been around the, the automation, the accuracy and the simplicity of the journey, and it's something that we we continue to develop on. Um, we see this as being uh, something that we are going to carry on doing for a, for a long time. And as technology moves forward all the time, and mobile adoption is getting higher and higher, we really see this as being something that will continue to grow. And that frictionless journey uh, for both sides of the of the of the service are really where our focus has been and where it will continue to be. So for us, the ability to make stores as productive as possible has been something that uh, retailers have been asking us to work on. And how can technology enable that process at the store? How can we make the stores be able to to serve more customers in less time and ultimately at a lower cost? So we've worked uh, hard on providing in-bay technology, sensors to detect vehicles arriving and departing, uh, and more advanced sensors that actually know who the customer is, what their order is, and when they will arrive at the store as well using geo tools. These are the real um, cutting edge elements that we bring to the customer journey and enable the store to to be informed on what's happening. So we've cut down on preparation time. We've cut down on delivery time. So the whole capacity question has been addressed by putting our technology in the right place in the store.
0: So when a retailer is looking to try to launch a click and collect service or at least upgrade or adapt their existing service to be more cutting edge. How does bringing on a third party partner to help differentiate their BOPIS solutions compared to just trying to do this all in-house? And do you ever see any retailers try to do this all in-house and to what effect?
1: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, to answer your question, I guess the short answer is yes. You know, it <laughs> yeah. is something that <laughs> is is often done by retailers and and often very well, depending on the, the volumes of orders they're dealing with, the complexities of the journey. And you know, I, I'm not going to tell them they're doing it in the wrong way. But what I would say we've seen more of over the, especially the last two to three years, is is the the growth in order volumes. So you know, a simple check in app that a retailer may have built themselves that tells the store that Mr. Smith has arrived at the store and would like his order, that's fine when you have maybe 5, 10, 15 orders a day. But when you have 15, 25 orders an hour, every hour, 10 hours a day, uh, those volumes represent uh, a, a bigger challenge. So we've we've very much seen our role with the uh, retail IT teams as being a partnership. So they've spent a huge amount of time, effort, and indeed money on uh, investing in their their back office and e-commerce platforms. Their uh, stock and logistics systems are, are, are very well integrated. Um, so we, we see ourselves as being complementary. We tend to connect to the those systems and just take key pieces of information that that assist with, with the journey. So we're more interested in that customer arrival the process the fulfillment of their order and giving the staff the tools to make that as quick and efficient as possible so we really see it as a partnership and we work more and more with retailers innovation and it teams now and we have you know systems that have very light touch integration right up to those with you know full data sharing and single customer view so we very much see it as a partnership and something we're we're keen to always work with
0: all right, Craig, that more or less does it for our conversation today. I've got one main question for you. This one is a bit more future focused. We're going to peer into the crystal ball a little bit and better understand what might be around the corner for Acrolec as well as uh, for Bopus and click and collect offers in general. So again, what do you see around the corner for AcroLect, And more importantly, how does it match with the trajectory that you see for Bopus offers and the broader blend of e-commerce and brick and mortar.
1: I guess the, the one thing that's obvious and uh, yeah you don't need a retail genius to tell you this is that uh, online ordering is is continued to grow uh, the adoption is, is is continuing to go in one direction and that is upwards. multi-channel retail is is clearly here to stay and the way in which we we shop at stores both physically and, and uh, online is, is going to evolve and change as we move forward. and you mentioned earlier about experience in retail and how the challenges, uh, around making the customer experiences as, as good as it can be are, are at the top of the list and we see this as a still being a critical part but i guess on on the flip side of that i guess we see automation as being a big part of uh, of retail adoption we've already seen it in the in the picking and packing side of warehouse and logistics and order preparation so for us we see you know, just around the corner, for example, the ability for a robotic cart to bring your order out to the parking bay rather than an associate. Or maybe just slightly on from there, there could be a driverless car that you send to go and pick up your order for you. So all these types of technologies will will need to still have uh, the ability to to interface with the store. You know, what happens when a, a driverless car arrives to an automated uh, parking system? How are they going to talk to each other and understand where the order lies, who it's for, where it needs to go? So we see this automotive technology as being um, something that will grow and something that AcroLec will will build into our solutions as we move forward.
0: And I'm looking forward to how AcroLec is going to continue to ride this wave and uh, match the growth that at least I see in click and collect offers as the retail landscape settles into a post-COVID new normal, or really a mid-COVID new normal, because, oh boy, cases continue to rise here in the US. So, you know, things are things are up in the air. So, sure. how that will continue to affect the retail landscape is um, still really iffy, but I do think it can be said with some certainty that these sort of innovative hybrid e-commerce and brick and mortar solutions for customers like Click and Collect will continue to be what separates cutting edge retailers from retailers that continue to struggle in this landscape. Joe, absolutely. All right, Craig Bloomfield, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Again, Craig is the Global Development Director of Pickup Solutions for Acrolec. And again, Craig, it's really been a pleasure getting to chat today, and I'm looking forward to speaking again in the future. Thank you, Daniel. And Craig, before I let you go, if folks want to find out a little bit more about the work that Acrolec is doing in this space, how can they get in touch or learn more?
1: Sure. I guess the uh, easiest way is to go to acrolec.com forward slash pickup and uh, take a look at our dedicated page for uh, in-store and drive-through pickup technology and uh, click on the contact us and we'll uh, be happy to talk to you.
0: Sounds great. Craig, I appreciate it. We'll chat again soon. Thanks, Daniel. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Beyond Technology, the experience podcast by Acrolec. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're going to our website, acrolec.com, and subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.